This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You need to, you need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Dukes and Brian Baldinger. Let's get into some of these games, my friend. Carl Dukes, Brian Baldinger, it's in the huddle. Jason Lock on four, a part of this as well. And every week we look ahead to games. Now, the most impressive team for me right now, Baldy, is the Lions. I would not have said this five weeks ago. Maybe we can go back and listen to our podcast five weeks ago. and We were talking about what team was going to ascend, what team was going to take the next leap. Jared Goff's playing out of his mind, man. He's just playing really good football. And you've been touting the OC for a while now. I don't think it's a secret anymore. This offense is legit. It's legit, Carl. And not just legit. They are so fun to watch. They really are. You know, like last week, you know, we we saw Jamison Williams on the field for the second time. But we saw his first catch. Now, there was a breakdown in the secondary of Minnesota. But you see the blistering speed that Mm. we all saw in Alabama. Like, now, you know, they took a chance, 12th pick in the draft, you know, first round. They took a chance and said, we're willing to let this kid's, you know, ACL heal. When We'll put him on the field when he's ready to get on the field. And he kind of had a coming out part, you know. And then the next – so that's the first touchdown. Second touchdown, Khalif Raymond runs a punt back 35 yards to get the ball at the 48-yard line. That Ben Johnson, the offense coordinator, said, we're going. Like, next play, there's DJ Chark, double move, touchdown. It's 14 nothing, Nick. Like, they attack because they have people that can attack. They they have an offensive line. Penay Sewell, Zedaria Smith is yours. Shut him down. Shut and he did. Down. And he did. Shut him down. For, you know, Ragnow and Taylor Decker, like, it's a good group. They didn't run the ball particularly well last week. But on defense, Nick, like, you know, Aiden Hutchinson is the real deal. Like, the effort, the way that he plays, he plays the game the right way. Malcolm Rodriguez. In the sixth round last year, Nick, all right, Carl, they, they had two six-round picks. Malcolm Rodriguez out of Oklahoma State and this kid James Houston out of Jackson State. So I'm watching this kid, James Houston, last week, and he gets yeah. a sack, and you go, okay, yeah. pretty impressive. Then I go back and I go, what else has he done? He's played 36 plays all year, Carl. He's got four sacks and 36 snaps. He he went to work with Chuck Smith down in Atlanta. He did. His mother and father, you know, said, let's get him the best coach like, Nick, this guy, I don't even know who to compare him to right now. He, he started watching Bubba Baker tape, an old film from Bubba Baker, like this hesitation move that Bubba had. And he's putting it on these guys, four sacks and 36 snaps. He's going to get more playing time against the Jets this week. I know we haven't talked about the Jets at all, but, man, Detroit is fun to watch. And you, everything Dan Campbell has been touting for the last two years, it's kind of coming to be, and you can see – this team believes in itself. Let me let me talk about Chuck Smith for a second because he's a, a really good friend. Um, he works with a lot of guys. A lot of guys. A, a lot of guys. And yep. I am privy to being around that when these yep. guys come into town. Yep. 
Chuck told me about this kid from Jackson State. He he did an HBCU combine in Arizona huh. last year. Okay. okay. So he had a bunch of these guys out in Arizona, and we're talking, and he's like, I'm telling you, some of these guys, they're sleepers. Yeah. He mentions this young man, and I said, well, tell me about him. And yeah. his nickname is The Problem. So when you talk about this kid coming off the edge, and I was like, what? What are you talking about? And now you're seeing this. Detroit got a steal with this young man. And I absolutely agree with you. With more snaps, more playing time, he's a baller, man. He's a guy that's going to be an issue coming off the edge. But, you know, these are the kind of finds, Baldy, right, when you're drafting that puts your team over the top. The Rodriguez kid, I'm going to tell you, I'm watching uh, HBO Hard Knocks. Yeah. And AG, Aaron Glenn's in the film room, right? And they only show you a little bit. And I don't need to see much. You you right. know this. We we need to see just a little bit. That's right. And this kid feels the gap, right? On a just a simple dive play. Boom! He hits the guy. And I'm like, you don't see that read and that kind of explosiveness from a linebacker who's just basically, you know, you think these guys are lost out there when they get. And I said, wow, he's impressive. And then fast forward 13, 14 weeks into the season, this kid's been the real deal. He's putting he's putting quite a resume together, Carl. Like he didn't start early in the season, but he, you know, he's a full-time starter now. But he's a, he's a thumper. You know, he, he brings a little something, something to the party. Um, but he, but just the feel for the game. You know, some kids go to the combine in Indianapolis, they just don't run the fastest time. They're not the tallest guy. Like it's just those things kind of, you know, just keep knocking you down. You play in the Big 12, it's a passing league. How are you going to do against power running? Well, sometimes you just find good players in the sixth round, you know, and they found two really good ones to go. And all of a sudden, you remember like, you know, all those things about Akuda. Oh, he was over, over third pick in the draft. He's over drafted. Yeah. All of a sudden, Jeff Akuda is looking like a really good corner, you know, in all phases of the game. Like there's just young talent. You need young talent to fuel, you know, guys, you know, to fuel a rank of Frank Ragnow or Taylor Decker or Jared Goff, the guys have been around a long time. You get all these young bucks in there. They don't really know what they don't know, but they bring a lot of energy every day to practice and to the games. And, you you know, you, it, it kind of jumps off the screen at you. So it's uh, Lions at Jets. Mike White got killed last week. Oh, my God. I, and I'm not, ju- I'm not sure what the Jets are going to look like this week after that beatdown. That was one of the most physical games all season. Didn't you think? I mean, both defenses were just going at it last well, week. I mean, look. Josh Allen, I think his two worst games of the year against the Jets. Like they, he couldn't convert, a, he couldn't complete a third down pass until almost halftime. You know, I mean, the Jets really had their number. The, the game, it was funny because sometimes these games swing on one play. So it's like 0 0, right? They're just going back and forth. Defenses are just slaughtering each other. And then it was fourth and one, and the Bills went for it. CJ Mosley, who's as good as anybody in this business, like, they run this play where they bring the tight end, Dawson Knox, in to take the snap like Kansas City does. And he, he tries to time it. He jumps over the pile, and they get a free fourth down, uh, you know, conversion. And it seemed like from that moment on, Buffalo's offense really took off. Yeah. And just wicked, horrible weather. It was sleet all day. It turned to snow. It was just windy. It was just a tough day. And, I, you know, Mike Smith, I know he, like, he got knocked out of the game twice. I mean, the hits that he took – Mike White. Milano hit him. Like, like I didn't know he was going to get up from these hits. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, like, rough. But he came back. He made some good throws to Garrett Wilson. They just couldn't – you know, they just couldn't sustain offense. Like, they're having, they can't find a right tackle to stay healthy. And, you know, they're just – it's just, like, 
every week they keep losing really good players. Let's talk about Titans, Chargers. Subscribe, guys. We put out new episodes Tuesday and Thursday. Thank you for all the input, feedback. We love it. Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes, put them up. Our man Jason Lock on four as well. Let's talk about Titans at Chargers. Titans are falling apart, and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what's going on. Derrick Henry was running the ball great last week, and then, then he wasn't. And, you know, the Chargers, you're talking about, I think it was five or six starters out on the defensive side, and they still were able to do what they did last week. So what's the deal here, Baldy, with this game this weekend? Well, when I watched the Chargers against the Dolphins, for the first time maybe all year, Carl, I saw Michael Williams, I saw Keenan Allen, I saw Josh Palmer, Gerald Everett. You know, like they were all Carter. Like they were all healthy. And so now all of a sudden you got your deep shot to Mike Williams. You know, he makes a great play against Xavier Howard. You're seeing Keenan Allen work the middle of the field on third down, sustaining drives. You're seeing Josh Palmer – and just his abilities. And and you give Justin Herbert any time. Like he's just gonna he's gonna carve you up. He's just yeah. that good. You know, I mean nobody, well, and I can't say anybody, but he can spin it, throw it as well as anybody in this whole league. And you give him a full complement of receivers, he's gonna find them. And that's what he did last week. I think that's where and right now, Tennessee, they're without Danico Autry, who's probably the best interior rusher. Jeffrey Simmons looks banged up. You know, Harold Landry hasn't played. Bud Dupree hasn't really shown up recently. You know, Christian Fulton's out. David Long's out. Like, they've had all these injuries, Carl. And so now the, the ranks are just depleted. And so you've got, like, Kevin Byard, who should be the free safety, is covering the tight end last week just because they didn't have anybody to do it. Right. And so I just feel like, you know, the Chargers right now are getting healthy, at least on offense, at the right time of the year. And if they get healthy on that side of the ball and they get to the playoffs – they could be a problem for teams. I'm with you. Um, we didn't mention the Thursday night game, and we need to. 49ers, yes. Seattle. It's a big one. It's it's a big Huge. game. But I've been with you on this, I don't know, for three or four weeks as we kept talking about the 49ers. They're going to take off. They're going to take off. What we didn't know is the Garoppolo injury was going to happen. Right. Okay. But it hasn't necessarily hampered them. And I got I like Brock Pur- Purdy. I'm liking what I'm seeing from Brock Purdy. I announced a game last week, Carl. I was there. So I've talked to all the guys before the game, talked to Debo Samuel, you know, talked to Christian McCaffrey. And I'm just saying, like, what are you, what are you seeing? What's what's he like? You know, and they're like, Baldy, he's in he, he's in his locker room. He's got his, you know, his laptop there. He's just like, even when he wasn't playing, he was preparing. And so, you know, some, some people, you know, can look like they have this tremendous swag because they're really prepared, Carl. Right. And I feel like Purdy has – skills he's got great pocket awareness how to move in the pocket to keep a play alive he's got he's got his eyes are down the field you know deep shots last week to Ayuk and to McCaffrey for touchdowns not no fear to throw the ball in the middle of the field so I was talking to Debo about it I said okay he goes well what do you think Baldy I go well he's he, he looks like he's got no fear of throwing the ball to, to you over the middle looks like he can take a hit looks like he can extend plays and get out of harm's way he goes, I go, check, 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 Debo. He goes, check, check, check. I can't believe it. You know, and so I, I don't, you know, sometimes you see these guys and they have like a two or three game span and we all get carried away. Like, I don't think we're getting carried away. Like, we all want to see more. But on a team that has a tremendous defense, can take the ball away, make Tom Brady look pedestrian last week. Mm-hmm. Maybe the offense doesn't have to be great, but they're running the ball really well. McCaffrey ran it as well as he's run it. 
in two years last week. They look like a dangerous team to me, Carl. They won five in a row. I don't think it's going to like, – Seattle's leaking oil right now. Yes, they are. They really miss Kenneth Walker in the run game. And, you know, for the first time all year, Geno Smith t- threw two interceptions. Now, they were really good plays by J.C. Horn and C.J. Henderson. But nonetheless, we haven't seen that from Geno. And I don't know against this defense if that might not happen again. Bengals at Bucks, Baldy, uh, two teams headed in the opposite, opposite direction. Speaking of teams that are looking the part right now, the Bengals are – um, I, I can't tell you every week how much I love Burrow and his composure, but um, Bengals are 0-3 when sacked four more times this season. So, you know, they're 9-1 and when he sacked three or less. That's a huge number, but I don't think the Bucs get to him, and I don't think the Bucs win this game. And I think, you know, all the conversation about the Bucs winning this division, I don't even know if they win the I- NFC South. I'm with I, you. I think they're falling apart right now. Well, in the last three weeks now against Cleveland, New Orleans, and last week in San Francisco – Brady's thrown at 48, 55, and 55 times. Like, the the formula to lose games is to throw it 50-plus times. It just is. I mean, you can look up any metric. And it's the way that they throw it, Carl. Brady knows he can't hold it. So everything is a a perimeter throw. Right. It's to the sideline. It's a bubble screen. It's a check down. That's the whole offense. They can't get the ball down the field because they can't hold up. And the hidden secret, like, Burrow is an assassin. Like he won't, if he wants to get like they played last week without T, without Tyler, it didn't matter. They had Jamar and they had, you know, Trenton, like they had all these other guys, it didn't matter. Like Burrow is protected enough. Yeah, yeah, you know, Miles got to him a couple times and Genevieve Clowney got to him a couple times, but like his eyes are in the right place. And but the hidden part to this team is their defense. Yeah. The defense like Logan Wilson and like Pratt, like these guys are really good players. And Hendrickson and, you know, Hubbard, like and, – and then the, the the real – the best player on their defense last week was D.J. Reader. Like, he's just a force in the middle. And he was last week. He, he's healthy right now. Like, D.J. Reader in the middle of that defense is a big difference maker. And I just think the Bucks, man, that offense – in fact, people in Tampa told me, if you see Brady throwing the ball to the sidelines, we're not winning the game. <laughs> down the field they got yes. it once down the field to godwin last week and that, that's not enough no it's not working uh, it's just not monday night i want to mention rams at packers only because baker mayfield and what he did mm-hmm. and what it means for the rams moving forward baldy we talked about it i think the injury to jared golf's a little bit more serious than maybe they assume or they're leading on and he might have to make a decision about his football future maybe he's back next year but even if he is what Baker Mayfield does over the next few weeks may determine where he ends up and how his future is shaped. So Packers, we've talked about it, but I just think it's interesting to see if Mayfield can build on what we saw. Well, if you, I mean, just think about the track record that Sean McVay has. He had the number one pick in Jared Goff, took him to a Super Bowl. Had the number one pick in Matt Stafford. Everybody that saw him in Detroit said, you know, he can't, and we saw what he did. You know, and now he's got Baker, you know. And so <clears throat> you give a talent, like a piece of talent, and Baker's talented. You give Sean McVay a talented quarterback, a guy that knows how to throw the ball, you know, knows how to read a defense, has a lot of experience. Like, he's going to do good things. Now, I, I couldn't tell you that Baker's going to take the team down the field, you know, to win the game against the Raiders, you know, like he did on Thursday night. Now he's had 10 days to get ready. I'm sure that. 
Him and McVay had meetings every single day, you know, just combing the playbook, looking for things that Baker likes, you know, that he's comfortable with. Um, and so I think this is a good marriage. And I think Baker's going to be there. I think he's going to be the long-term answer. I and you think about it. I okay. You know, if Stafford, whether he, you know, he is done or he isn't, we know it's not going to be a lot longer, probably that Matt plays. Um, he's been at it for a long time. So I think Baker's going to be on that team. And I think he's going to be the quarterback going forward. I want to ask you one last thing before we let you go, guys. Subscribe. New episodes Tuesday, Thursday. We're counting down. Literally after this week, we got three weeks left. We got Saturday football, Sunday football. I love this time of year in the NFL. Who's the rookie of the year? The defensive rookie of the year, Baldy. Sauce, Hutchinson, Tariq Woolen. Who's the rookie defensive rookie of the year? Well, Woolen has the numbers. You know, he's got the six interceptions. Um, Sauce plays in New York. And I've seen, him, I've seen the ball go over his head for completion once the whole year. Defended one of the goal line last week against Buffalo. Uh, it's, I mean, to me, Sauce is, is the guy right now. Just overall play. Now, Tariq has been, I call him the shadow because the only thing faster than, than Tariq is his shadow. Um, <laughs> he, he is a phenomenal player. We, we get a chance to watch him on national TV tonight. Yes. If he, gets, if he picks Brock Purdy. You know, that might be enough on national TV in a big game, in a big spot, in a big Take division over. game. Yeah. You know, sometimes the national exposure in a big spot can kind of tip, you know, tip the scales. I agree. Uh, Hutchinson's had a great year as well. I don't want to dismiss it. I think those three guys are going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. One of those three guys, right? Yeah. Uh, when it's all said and done. Baldy, great job, man, as always. Thanks, Carl. Enjoy the games. Where are you at this weekend, by the I'm, way? I'm, I'm out in Los Angeles. Uh, on Saturday or on Sunday, Chargers in Tennessee. Oh, we got so, a good one. Yeah. We got a good one. We'll yep. talk to you next week, my friend. Take care. Everybody, yep. thank you so much. Join us Tuesday. We'll release another episode. We'll talk about what happened over the weekend. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends about it. It's in the huddle. Have a great day, everybody.